Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Podcast Juice. My name is Michael Dean, and you are listening to Work It Like a Job. Joining me today is Mr. Q Storm. So how are you? I'm good. I, I'm feeling like I got the COVID, and I gotta. You gotta put me to the side. We'll talk to you separately. You stay by yourself. Hilarious. Is that how you see it? <laughs> I'm missing everybody else, man. Well, I'm yeah, to spar with people. People are busy, and you know, so you know, getting how we fit in. A salute to uh, all our co-hosts and, and family. And uh, man, we're just gonna get into some good conversation, hopefully, uh, amongst the both of us. This is taking well, it back I, I got, to our. I, what was I gonna say? It's taking it back to our. Uh, what, what did we speak called? Two nigs. I'm not. I'm not gonna be the one to say it. You say it. <laughs> Two nigs united for podcasting. <laughs> You're gonna say something. Go ahead. I, I was. I gotta say, I just finished listening to the last show you all did, and uh, were you warming up? Were you trying to warm up for uh, some kind of stand up comedy or something, Mike? <laughs> Nah, Ain't no man. way in the world you're gonna tell me them jokes wasn't pre planned. <laughs> man, I was just, just talking my shit, that's all. You didn't have to bring Rockwell into it. Why'd you bring Rockwell into it? <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> man, we don't even know that man's still alive. Leave him alone. Wow. Wow. Well, anyway, so uh you know, I guess we can't get too far without at least mentioning mentioning the Will Smith Chris Rock thing is still in the news. I think the latest thing since as we're recording this is that Will Smith has resigned from the the Academy, I guess the, the, the what do they call it the Academy of Arts and Sciences. I, I don't know if that's the actual uh, name. That of sounds it. that sounds that works, sure. But it's the, the, the board or organization who runs the Grammys. I'm not the Grammys, but the Oscars. I'm curious because I, I don't know much about it. Maybe do what else do they do besides the award show? Is it something bigger than that? Like, <clears throat> I'm going to take a stab in the dark here, but I get a... No, I don't know if they're the ones who deal with the ratings on films. No, I think that uh, the MPAA does that yeah. or something like that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what the hell they do. I don't... I didn't realize... I mean, I knew there was a board, but I didn't realize it was people like, you know, actual actors or people in the business. I thought it was... Um, you know, people who study film and stuff like that who vote on what deserves to be nominated. I, yeah. I, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking online. It says, what does the Academy of Art and Sciences do? It says it was founded in 1780. An American. That, that says a lot right there. The, right. The American Academy of Arts and Sciences honors excellence and conveys leaders from every field of human endeavor to examine new ideas, address issues of importance to the nation and the world, and work together to, quote, cultivate every art and science which may tend to navigate the honor, interest, and then it actually cuts off. That sounds like, yes, but. A bunch of both. <laughs> uh, honor, dignity, and happiness of free, independent, and virtuous people. Right. Okay. So what do they do? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but they, well, I, go ahead, man. I, I want to cut you off. It's a business. That's all you need to know. <laughs> it says their values are advancing the common good, upholding right. democratic ideals, elevating the use of evidence and knowledge, fostering deliberate discourse, preserving independence. 
embracing diversity and, cl- and inclusivity. Inclusivity. I don't know. Did they just add that? Huh? And it doesn't say that. It does You make it. I'm on right. their website. And then lastly, celebrating <laughs> excellence. So how many black people have won Oscars since 1700? We got Haddon McDaniel, Halle Berry, uh, Denzel, and oh Jennifer. Did Jennifer Hudson win one? I don't. I don't know. For Dreamgirls, it sounds right. But and I, Will I Smith. Didn't know. So that's five. Let's. Didn't Sydney Poitier ever get one? Yeah, right. Sydney Poitier. Okay. So let's say that's six. Since seventeen, what was that day to get Mike? What was that year? Seventeen what? Yes. Well, it was, uh, yeah, seventeen eighty. Uh, says the American Academy age? was founded in 1780 during the American Revolution by John Adams, John Hancock, and 60 other scholar patriots who understand that a new republic would require institutions able to gather knowledge and advance learning in service to the public good. Now, with that said, we're sitting here talking about an award show for movies. And we act like that's the government of the United States or something like, oh, no, he, he going kick, to get kicked out of the academy. Don't even know what that shit do. But we that so like, why do we, and this is one of the questions I wanted to ask from this episode. Why do we have such reverence and respect for an institution like this when, now I'm asking me, I don't even know what the fuck they do. And now that I've learned, okay, it's still, what a, so they're supposed to be, if I was to read this definition, you'd think that that was the place to go for all the knowledge, the scholars, like it's, they make it sound like it's a Jedi council. <laughs> you on one again today, Mike. <laughs> they, yeah, they make it sound like it's like, oh man, this is what the smartest, so fucking people making movies, man. Here's the, here's the thing, I, this, I know this is going to be a dumbass question, but. 1780 there weren't there wasn't motion pictures back then was it well i don't even think it has anything to do with movies it makes it sound like there's nothing to do with movies it's all arts and science where's the science at who dropping science <laughs> <laughs> what's my man in minister society say oh you're supposed to be smart <laughs> give me a goddamn oscar award better me than the cops nigga. i thought you were going to refer to that scene in glory where your boy Denzel schooled my man, Andre Brower. I don't remember. Oh, you remember the scene where Denzel's ta- uh, telling Andre, you ain't nothing but an end, boy. Hilarious. All your smarts. <laughs> <laughs> All they see is an end in a, in, a, in a costume or whatever he said. Wow. But yeah, man. So with all of that, now that we know that. Now that we know, I don't. I still don't still, know shit. I, but yeah, okay. I know. They, they gave us a. They gave us a, a Kamala Harris answer. <laughs> oh, Mike! <laughs> I, you can't. I'm not. <laughs> I used to try to slip that one in. <laughs> Pause. A whole bunch of whole bunch of words that don't mean a goddamn thing. Like that sounds good. <laughs> but now we supposed. To, now I'm supposed to feel some kind of way because Will said he don't want to be a part of that group. And. <laughs> <laughs> What's that got to do with anything? Like, well, go ahead, man. I, I, well, if anyone's been on this Discord or on Twitter, I feel like Will should not have done that. I'm be like, you, y'all gonna have to force me out of this. I'm not, I'm not gonna make your job easy for you. I, I don't know why he did that. 
Well, why why did you? I mean, why why would you think he should stay in that? Because I think he deserves it. I think he he's earned it. I don't. He's, he's earned if, a right to be in the group. I well, I mean, they apparently they felt like he earned it when they made him a member. Well, so okay. Okay. I, I would say let maybe he shouldn't be a member because of what he did. Okay, mm-hmm. that's that's fine. Don't make it easy for them make them tell you to your face yeah you can't nah your seat at the table is gone you 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 need to you need to vacate the premises let them tell them that don't make it easy for them will smith has made billions for the for the movie industry right come to me and tell me yeah we don't care about your billions you gotta leave now do you think that and we've heard you know the other one of the other reports was that at first, the academy said that they had asked him to leave. Then, if I'm not mistaken, uh, go. the bullshit. report came through that no, they didn't. They lied, and there's conflicting stuff. And then, in fact, uh, after that, Will has a direct had a direct uh, line to the heads of the academy and had a meeting with them. And the other board members, I guess, didn't know that. So I wonder him resigning. I I assume that. That's a part of a play where it was probably like behind the scenes, like, yo, just go ahead and, you know, step down. That way, you know, it appeased to all the, you know, people talking shit and, you know, people, we're playing this the right way. And that's how I take it. I don't take him as like losing. I almost feel like this is an agreed upon move and this is the way to save face type of deal. Kind of like when you see the CEOs where they have to leave the company. Because something happened. Oh, he didn't get fired, but he did choosing to retire. When you know it was like, yeah, they probably agreed to a situation that's best interest for everybody involved. That's how I see this. That's not how I see it. The way this, I don't remember the exact, I don't remember the exact wording of the articles that I've seen, but they worded it as if to say, Will Smith has resigned from the Academy as though he approached them saying, you know, you know how you know how they used to do black folks in the seventies and eighties on the TV shows. We were always had to be the ones that was suffering dignity and mm-hmm. silence. Mm-hmm. I am stepping down to atone for my all that bullshit. That's that's how it came across to me that he went to. And let's be honest, Will Smith, he's my man, but he he got to where he is by. Being that I'm not trying to knock him, but being that safe bagger Vance black dude. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. That safe six degrees of separation dude. Why you only name the non blockbuster <laughs> movies? What's up with that? <laughs> bagger Vance was I thought that was a big hit. Stop it. How do you know? Like you so, remember? So that movie was bigger than Independence Day. Wow, wow, wow! See, he did. See, there you go. I never said Legend, it was bigger. I, I just said Legend, it was a hit. I robot. I mean, I, all these blockbusters, but you named the two. But you're making my point. You're making you're making my point. He made all that money right. for this machine. Mm-hmm. So t- t- don't don't knuckle under. Let them come mm-hmm. to you and say, "But uh, you got to go." He did all of that, but he still. A black man in that machine. Okay. And so if it was anybody else, yeah. yeah. But you know, and I, I know that the, the playing field is not the same. 
No matter what you yeah. do. It, it wasn't President Barack Obama was at the top top, but he still had to, yeah, you ain't getting the types but, of leeway that the other guy is going to get. And it just it is what it is. I think Will's the same way. Like, yeah, he made all this. Yeah, but you still, <laughs> still black. We still going to be on cold. Thing, Go ahead. But the thing is, we'll never know, will we? We'll never know because he knuckled under. That's that's how uh, I see it. That's how you say it. But to me, I'm like, well, they're never going to present where they lose. It's not going to happen. I, I just think that this is a, to me, he is their guy still, but they understand we got to play this a certain way because we make so much money with you. And we understand how, you know, the mentality out here in America is they're going to come for you. You know it and we know it. So how do we save this thing? Because we still got a lot of money to make with you. Uh, with Just to throw in here, it's another article from The Hollywood Reporter. Headline says, quote, he's not kryptonite yet. Hollywood execs on Will Smith's career damage post slap. Uh, it says, uh, he said, he's not kryptonite yet, says one studio executive. He has to sit in the penalty box for a bit. He's going to do some interview with someone like Gail, Gail King, and it will kind of wash away. Smith's long history in the business will help, this person continues. He has never been violent on set. He has been extra accommodating, and you read about what he did on the King Richard set. Among other gestures, Smith gave the film's cast bonuses to compensate for the film's day-and-date release on HBO Max. Uh, another longtime studio executive <coughs> agrees that there are still shoes to drop in how Smith manages going forward. Um, if he could publicly reconcile with Chris Rock, for example, that might help bolster his image. But th this top industry veteran is a bit more cautious, saying anyone casting Smith in a movie or series would have to weigh the challenge of trying to promote a project knowing that reporters would ask Smith and fellow cast members about the incident. Quote, I think studios would think twice. Do they need the aggravation? He says, everyone would do the <laughs> everyone would do the equation. I've got Will Smith, but now I've got this baggage, and they're going to fuck out of here. Going, I can't listen no more. They're, they're going to reshow the slap. Do I need that? And is so and so available? The other side is I've got Will Smith, and he needs a comeback, and I'll restore his luster. You would you would weigh oh, factors: God. what the movie is, what the cost is. If his reps say Will really wants to do this and it's important to him, there are ways for him to say I'm cutting my price, but not permanently cutting it. Quote. So, so I mean, they wait. You know, yeah, they're already that talking is about the bun that's the biggest bunch of bullshit I've heard yet. <laughs> oh, should I? Let me see. Huh. Should I cast Will Smith, star of Independence Day? Men in Black, I Robot, I Am Legend. See, now you want to use the blockbusters to make your point. But no, but that, that was my point. <laughs> this man has made billions. Get the fuck out of here talking about, I'm taking a gamble casting Will Smith in my movie. Shut the fuck up with that. I'm so sick of this shit. Ain't nobody, there's no way anybody's going to think twice about casting Will Smith in their lead. And that's why he should not have quit. He should have been like, you know, you need me. He should have been on his Janet. You know, you want this. Hilarious. 
The fuck out of here with that. Everybody wants him. They know they want him. And this whole thing, it's not like he hit Meryl Streep. See where I'm going with that? It's not like he hit yeah. uh, George Clooney. So you're saying it he matters? Hit a, he hit another, and you know what they're thinking. That's why I'm so pissed that these motherfuckers acting like they yeah. really give a shit. They don't care. Like I said before, if these were two brothers down the street, Jim Carrey would have called the cops on both of them and said, send them both to jail. They don't care. So why do you act like they care now? That's what they do. The the reason that uh, uh, the only reason the Academy said, put that story out talking about, well, we did ask Will Smith to leave is because they they weren't going to ask him to leave. They were talking to should we ask him to leave. Oh, that motherfucker made tons of money for this. Nobody, nobody talks about this fucking show until now. He stays. Then Jim Carrey, Dana Carvey, uh, who else? Who the fuck else? Uh, started complaining. Oh, this is so outrageous. This, I'm triggered. It takes me back to being when I was bullied. And then the Academy said, oh, wait, the white stars aren't happy. Well, we got to. You don't call. Gotta make it look like we did something. That's the only reason they did that. And that's why I say Will Smith should have said, no, nah, let them be uncomfortable. H- how much money has Jim Carrey made for you lately? How much money is they- Dana Carvey? <laughs> oh, what about uh, the really important guy for the culture came out, Paul Rodriguez? <laughs> now, see, we can't make jokes because you're not allowed to make those jokes anymore, Mike. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I can see, <laughs> I can see if it was George Lopez. Wow, or Paul Leguizamo. But who? What was his name again? Or John Leguizamo? I'm sorry. What was his brother's name? Shit, I already forgot. Rodriguez something. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He ain't, he ain't been out since <laughs> Chico and the Man or White Shadow. He wasn't something. in Chico and the Man. See, that's racist, Mike. That's racist. <laughs> that's racist. Wow. What was that? Freddie Prince Jr. Brother, that was Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Freddie Prince Jr. I thought that he was a teenage guy. Wait a minute. Oh, you're right. Was it? Here you go. I know. It wasn't Freddie Prince. Now they all look alike. I didn't say that. See, yes, see. <laughs> no, nah, Paul. I, I don't even remember what he's. I remember him vaguely, but I don't remember what he's well, done. Well, he has come out and said he he either won't work with Will Smith again, or he was just just. I, I, I think that's. I think that's a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if what he said was true, that was kind of fucked up if Will said that to him. And it was kind of bitch made if Will did said that to him. But what are you talking about? Said what to him? I said, well, oh, OK. Paul I said he wouldn't yeah. work with Will. He said anymore because Will Smith was yeah. verbally abusive on the set of Ali. Right. What does that got to do with now? Uh, whatever. You know what it has to do? That's called trying to research my career. If I'm Paul Rodriguez. He says, when he turned around after the slap, that smug, that look like, I've seen that look before. I feel like I got slapped every day with the verbal ex- oh, abuse, God. Paul oh, Rodriguez God. tells Inside Edition. <laughs> hey, you know what? Paul Rodriguez wouldn't last a day on Discord then. I talk I tell you. Yeah, <laughs> Please. <sighs> I, this is why I say, are there any men left in this in this country? Oh, do we have to listen to, to, I'm sorry. I know you're not supposed to talk like this. 
if you've had issues in your past with bullying or whatever or feeling it, we all go through that. If you need counseling, get it. By all means, get it. Even if you play tennis, get the counseling if you need it. After so, that, huh? I was going to say, so are you, are you saying Will Smith should have gotten counseling before he? No, I'm saying I'm talking about Paul Rodriguez who's complaining about he felt triggered and Dana Carvey talking about he felt triggered. I, I, I don't want to hear what happened. Okay, see, I'm going to go with a double standard here, I guess. Work it out, get through it, but I don't want to hear you talking shit about a guy who's made billions for your industry and you had nothing to say before. I, I don't want to hear. And <clears throat> maybe I'm being having a double standard when it comes to like, Women who are victims of domestic violence or women who have gone through the Me Too movement. To me, it is different because prior to now, they have felt totally powerless. Now they don't feel that way. But men, men, be honest, we've always had more power. I don't care what color you are. We've had more power in general as men. This is a patriarchal society. So if you got a problem... Get the help you need and air it out as men. Don't be coming back 30 years later talking about, yeah, he was my, when I was on the on the set of Ali uh, playing the corner, the corner coach. He was mean to me. Fuck out of here. What about somebody would say, well, what about, you know, all the accusers of people like Cosby or Weinstein? Should I just not- I just said I just said. This so, so they should pay- just go get counseling and not. No, out? I didn't say that. I said I can understand them waiting, be- uh, waiting to bring this stuff out because women have never been given the same agency or the same purchase as men, particularly in Hollywood. So yeah, th- I I see that as a I see that as a totally different thing. <clears throat> I understand why a woman would would hold off on talking about it. I guess I can see how a man out of shame might feel the same way, but Mike, you told me something Here you go. A couple Bring years ago. And I I've I've a few years ago. And I I took I took to it. You said we as men, so you can't talk about men and women anymore. You can't talk to oh, oh, see my blood, sugar's, yeah, my blood sugar's going up. <laughs> men can't be men anymore. Why not? I'm not going there, Mike. I'm not. But I remember you said something. You said, and I, I listen, I'm going to put all this is when we lost James. You told me, and I still remember these words to this day. We as men bear the burden. I'm going to repeat that. We as men bear the burden. So bear the motherfucker. Get the help you need to bear it, but don't be talking this shit 30 years later. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree with you. You know, let Paul get, he, he let him get his little clout. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is his one avenue to get, I don't know if he's still working a lot. And he probably saw, oh, Will, they're getting that Will. Let me get my, you know, let me get my little tune. So get, let him get his clout. It's all right. You know? Black and Brown Man. Coalition. Next thing you know, Todd Bridges is going to be talking about. Yeah, <laughs> I remember I met Will right. in the bathroom of Regal Theater. Right. 
He slapped the crack pipe out my hand. <laughs> oh, Allegedly. see, Mike, see, see, Mike, Mike, see. The well, this was that stepper. was it was you know, no. Well, now in today's world, you have free injection sites or safe, safe spaces Damn. to shoot up. So. You still go, you gonna build on that joke, ain't you? Hey, hey. <laughs> times change. Back then, it was bad. Now. Let them smoke where they. It's a safe place. But I, I, I just want to clarify. I'm sorry if this offends anyone out there. So be it. I don't plan to gender stereotypes for the most part, but I do think men need to be men. And now you can get at me about well, how do you define? I'm gonna be like your girl on the uh, Katanji Harris Brown <laughs> committee. Can you define women? Now, you can get at me and ask me, how do I define men being men? You can ask me, and we can have that conversation. And unless you want to be offended, I'm not talking to anyone specifically out there. Unless you want to be offended and you just want to preach. I will tell you how I define manhood, and it's not the gender stereotype, typical stuff I'm talking about. But men should be protectors. Men need to be strong. And I don't give a fuck if anyone thinks I am wrong for thinking that. I think you do, but I hear what you're saying. <laughs> you think I you think I care? You think you do give a fuck? <laughs> oh well, it, <laughs> I hear you. Oh, so, we hear you. I'm sorry. Don't be talking to me about I was triggered because Will Smith slapped somebody that you didn't give a fuck about to begin with. Don't, well, don't, I don't want to yeah. hear that. We probably have not heard the last of this. Uh, you know, I think the thing, too, I wanted to mention, him stepping down does not mean, or him not being a member does not mean that he has to give up the Oscar, does not mean that he will not be nominated or cannot win or attend the Oscars. <laughs> it just means he can't vote. So it doesn't really change anything uh, in terms of what we know of the Oscars and all that. It just means that he can't vote in it. That's it. So, yeah. and and again, I call the well, question: Why do we non-actors, or I guess scientists, right? Okay, <laughs> sure. Why Mike. do? Well, I mean, this is what they say on their website. It, why do we, as movie fans, that's all we're into this for? We like watching movies, and we and we pay to go see movies. Why do we give a damn about this award show? Well. I agree with you, but I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people, I mean, we, we their hero worship is a real thing in in, in this world, sure, not just this country. Hero worship is a thing. Mm -hmm. And if you see someone who's killing it in a role that speaks to you, mm -hmm. you identify with that person. And, you know, we, we, are, we, are, we call these stars by their first name. They don't know us from Adam. Right. But we call them by their first name. We talk about Will. We talk about Denzel. Mm -hmm. We talk about uh, Idris. Like, we know them. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a psychology behind that. I, I do understand that. Um, but in regards to the Oscars, it's a measure of achievement, but it should not be the standard by any means, I believe. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a measure of achievement for the people who are members of that organization because they're the ones who get to decide the measure of the, the quality of the work, right? Because they get to vote on it. But we don't get to vote on it. No. So that's why, I'm, I, I mean, now I know why we care because it's been, we've been indoctrinated by watching it on TV. That's the only way we know about it. It's a TV show to us, mm -hmm. right? 
That's why I asked the question, what do they actually do? Because is it just a TV show or is there, is there an organization? So for us who don't know what the organization is, we just know that from a TV show, and going back to your hero worship point, we want to root. There, there's a level of competitiveness like, like sports. We want to root for our favorite team player to win the championship, essentially. But over the years, that show has proven to us that their level of artistic merits, I guess, vary greatly from ours. Because mm-hmm. the movies that we watch and the movies that actually, I think, run the game aren't even considered for those. <laughs> right? Well, it, so it, there's a, a misalignment in terms of value, uh, in terms of quality of critique. Right. They're critiquing movies that we don't even heard of. We ain't, some of us ain't even heard about them until they talked about them. But because for whatever reason, we have their... Uh, values of art more than we hold our own, we sit here with bated breath wondering what they think about it. And I question, why do we do that? Now, I know why, but I'm just saying, shouldn't we evaluate why we're doing that? They, their value system isn't better than ours. We're the ones who actually decide the game. But we let a small group of unknown people dictate what we like. Or what we're well, supposed see, I, to like. I, I don't think, I, see, you know, see right there, that last thing you made, there, I don't think they are dictating what we like. I, I mean, because the whole thing is subjective. So t- that's what I'm saying. It's a measure of success in someone's subjective eye. That's all it is. Why do we value that, though? Because they, again. It's not about valuing. It's like, well, why do we value when someone wins a Super Bowl? Because I mean, you, you see people- them work and they play the game and we understand the rules of the game. You don't understand the rules of this voting system. No, but 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 you do see the actor work. For example, right? I will tell you this. I personally, with all the Will Smith controversy, I don't think he. De- I, well, I'm not going to say he didn't deserve the Oscar, but I don't think he should have won over Denzel, who played the tragedy of Macbeth. Now that's I, my subject. Movie. I that's my subject. Well, anyone that can get them words, them Shakespeare words out, and sound convincing, he does. They deserve something. I don't but agree with that, but I understand why you say that. But it's a subjective thing. That, right. That's why if you go into this thinking this is objective, then, yeah, I can see you being salty about this. But you got to understand, these are people who are into, who are part of this academy, whatever this thing, organization. That doesn't mean that their opinions are greater than yours. Well, in some cases, they are. I'm not going to lie to you. If you like the first Transformer movie, then their opinions might be better than yours. That's just me. But anyway... Overall, I disagree with that too. I understand why you said that. Overall, it's a subjective thing, and I never go into this thinking is objective. And personally, I think most of the eighty percent of the movies that are produced nowadays suck. So, um, I don't. I've never gone into this thinking. Well, this this determines who's best. Right, but can can I ask you this question? Because I can't argue with what you think. Generally speaking, do you think there's people out there that hold this to high degree. Oh, this person got an Oscar. This must be good. Or am I just shooting at the air with that? I, I, I mean, you know, sure. There are people out there that think that. I think <laughs> most of them. He, can't, he don't want to admit to what I'm saying. No, no. I said, sure. There are people out there that think that. I think, I think the people that think that the most are people that work in Hollywood. Okay. But I, I'll be the first to say the Oscars don't mean nothing, but then I'll say, well, 
we got to consider this person's acting chops because they did win an Oscar. So see, see, see that right there. That's, that's <laughs> kind of my point. Uh, well, because I'll I go said, back to Denzel Washington, which you brought up. If uh-huh. it was really about the skill, he would have won that uh, Malcolm X. I right? agree. No disagreement. And, and some of these other guys would have won at certain times. But, but see, listen, Mike, when you go I, into, I, I know, but we need even just dealing with it. It's not only, so not only is it, uh, I have a problem with the value placed on their critic, critical calling of things. Aside from that, they also don't want to give black people an award. So there's two things for us specifically, for us specifically to deal with. And so that's why I question, I would question our people, our actors. Like, I can understand why it may mean something to you. But again, it goes back to the same thing. They don't really want to serve you. Well, though we'll they see. may that may be the best steakhouse in the country, and to and to get in there is a to prove that you can afford to buy that steak is a badge of honor and all this kind of shit. But know that they don't really want to give you that steak, matter if you pay for it or not. So when you're begging them to let you come in and be represented at the table, understand they still hate you. And so, are you really winning anything? Well, see, you 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 touched on something a few minutes ago. I never said there weren't politics involved either. And the Oscars have proven themselves to be, as of, I don't know, going back to at least when I was a teenager, I would say the first time I I can recall seeing politics, there's two moments I, rem- I can think of. One, when Denzel, although he killed it in training day, when Denzel won an Oscar for that role versus winning an Oscar for a man who empowered black people, was controversial, was not a Judeo-Christian uh, worshiper. I was like, hmm? Uh, okay. And then the second time that I can recall is when the Oscars, when the Academy all of a sudden said, well, we're going to go from nominating five best picture films to 10 best picture films. And you know why they did that? It's because they wanted more money. The show was was languishing in the ratings. So they started they made 10 uh, categories so they could get more of the popular uh, translation, big budget, you know, Lord of the Rings films as nominations so that more people would watch to see, are they really going to give Lord of the Rings a fantasy movie an Oscar and more people translates into more ratings. So it is a political it's political bullshit in there, too. There's others I can think. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. But it's political as well, unfortunately. Which is so another reason. So, so are the Grammys. Right. Which is another reason why I, I say we should question why we put all this weight on it. Now, I think that younger people don't put all that weight on it, which is why, in my opinion, Nobody's watching that bullshit and it just keeps going lower and lower. I tend to see that as many older people, again, who have been indoctrinated and had just been watching this over the years, they still hold some sort of, you know, reverence for it. But I think the younger people who don't have that, they're like, man, why would I care? I don't care. Same, same way with the Grammys. I've, I'm sure their ratings have been just dropping. Who get, who cares? Why, why They don't get to decide who's popping weight do. And, and obviously those organizations critiques are not in line with the mainstream of people which i think is why people don't watch and goes back to what you just brought up why they put in them blockbuster movies trying to get 
regular people to actually watch this shit because they know they well, don't care about it. It does. They don't see it even represents. Because first thing I'm gonna ask is, well, why come uh, Infinity War ain't up for Best Picture? That's a movie I watch over and over. <laughs> that's the one I care about. <laughs> well, that's not a real movie. That's uh, well, then cool. I, then then I ain't got there's no reason for me to watch this shit because y'all on some other shit. See. I would hazard to guess if you consider all the people in this country and what their tastes are in general, I'd say Rotten Tomatoes has more influence than the Oscars do <laughs> in terms of who's going to go see a movie. I, now, I think people that are in my age group and older, they might watch the Oscars and say, damn, I got to go see that. Right. You know. You, you see my point? I, I think Rotten well, Tomatoes and and uh, what's the other? Well, Rotten Aggrega- Tomatoes is just an aggregator of everybody's reviews. So they're just going by what the real people are saying. Yeah, right. right. As opposed I, to the Oscars is just taking the small core group of voters. And like you said, all these political and racial reasons. And then they decide who wins. And they do that. And they make a show about it because they want us to watch it so they can make ad money. That's it. They ain't got shit to do really with the quality because if it would, why have the show then? Wouldn't they just release the winners to the small group of people who actually voted? But they've oh, gotten really? us to trick us into thinking, are we supposed to care about that? Well, you, well the, I, I, if anyone out there wants to correct me, I may have this wrong. I'm going by what I believe I've seen or heard that the Oscars used to be nothing but a, um, it wasn't what it is now. It wasn't telecast in the past. Now we're talking about long time ago. It, it was a, it was a closed industry group, uh, industry event. And then when TV popped off, I guess somebody said, this that, is a business. <laughs> yeah. Now, if anyone wants to correct me on that, please do. That's my understanding. But when TV, you know, got big, you got Mil- you had Milton Burrow, you had what's his name? I think he's he was he was my man back in uh Honeymooners. Jackie Gleason, all these guys, uh Lucille Ball and this and TV started blowing up and I think that's what started this all telecasting everything. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Well, uh, as we're talking, the Grammys are going to go down Sunday, I guess tomorrow. Uh, I'm out of touch. Yeah, brother. On, on who's Please. up for whoever or whatever. I know that there was some conversation about they wasn't going to let Kanye perform. Uh, I wonder if they're changing that. I don't know. I think I heard Silk Sonic is going to open the show now. But other than that, I don't know anything about it and i really could care less like i don't the same for oh. the same reasons for the, the academy i just don't i could care less what they think Go ahead. i, I want to step back just for a second and i you post this you posted this up. i think you were the one who posted this up on facebook jim carrey this mm-hmm. motherfucker right here talking about you, you told me he did this on an interview with gail king where he's talking about uh, Chris Rock, uh, Chris Rock should sue, uh, uh, Will for two hundred million dollars. It was assault and this and that. I don't know. I don't remember the exact words. And then I think you posted up a a, a video 
at the MTV Music Awards where he came up on stage and without any permission planted a kiss on Alicia Silverstone, a long one, without her permission. Right, right. Now, that's not assault? Is that not assault? Some would argue that's kind of like rape. Fuck out of here. But that was different. Oh, was it different? (laughs) (laughs) That was completely different. Well, Ah. you know, that's the thing. When if you're gonna, you know, a lot of these artists got to. I'm not these artists. A lot of these actors and people in in the media got to understand if you're gonna come out and being critical of somebody else, you really have to make sure your your issues in order because this is the world of receipts now. You know, all that old footage of foolishness you may have done is will can and be used against you in a court of public opinion. <laughs> you know, so yeah, if you can come out blasting, you better be ready. Uh, cause Twitter and these other they gonna light you up. They're gonna pull your pull your receipts. I think we saw Zoe Kravitz. I was just gonna yeah, What were the receipts pulled on her? What did she do I, that they something about you know, they're trying to suggest that there was some possible perversion in her friendship with uh, Will Smith's son. Uh, what's his name? Jaden? Jaden. Yeah, he was like what's the 14. Perversion? Well, he was like 14 or 16 at the time, and she was like 26 or something. And it kind of looked like they might have been in some kind of relationship or something. Yeah, how, how old is Zoe Kravitz? She's older than 26? I guess so. Damn, she don't. Or look. she was in her in her twenties, and this boy's a kid, in my opinion, fourteen, sixteen years old, a child. So now again, I'm not, I'm not saying nothing. I'm just saying this is what they were kind of alluding to. And then there was also some other friend of hers that's in the industry. I think he's a fashion photographer or something, and he had some sexual allegations, alleged allegations against him, and I guess she wasn't calling him out and all this. So again. If you're gonna step out there and talking, you you gotta. It can go either way. You just gotta be ready for it to go either way. If you if you wanna you wanna get involved, my man Tupac said, "I would." How many niggas wanna be involved? I was just talking to Biggie, but okay, all of y'all involved and tell the brat to keep my mouth closed. No, okay, let me stop. But yeah, man. <laughs> but you talk. You said photographer. I seem like I remember maybe eight years ago or something. A long a, a while off. There was a controversy. And let me just say, Will Smith's family—they crazy. I mean, I, wow. I, I can't deny—they crazy. Wow, why you got to put that on? There's some weird stuff going on there. There's some weird stuff going on there. But um, remember, there was a controversy about Willow. There was a black and white photo release of her. She was in bed with another man, but she was like a underage. Uh, very vaguely. I, I don't. Remember. I wonder if that's the photographer you're referring to. The oh, that. I have no idea. I don't know. No idea. I mean, you know, I can't speak. Oh, I wanted to play this clip. Chris Rock's brother, Tony Rock. Oh, Lord. He has come out, has something to say, so hold him, we can hear this. Oh, we on pot for the rest of the year. Oh, we on pot for the rest of the year. Tupac is what he's Let's set some ground rules right now, y'all. Let's set some ground rules. If I say anything tonight, anybody got a fucking problem with? You got one motherfucking option what you can do about it. Absolutely nothing. 
system. Because if you think you're going to walk up on this stage, this ain't the motherfucking Oscars. And if you walk your ass up here, you ain't nominated for shit but these motherfucking hands. Okay, okay. Slow relax. It's a damn shame. With, because of the L Chris Rock take, his family got to come out super aggressive. We on pop. Oh, yeah. On site. Oh, my goodness. I got one word. Clicks. <laughs> When's the last time you've seen or heard Tony Rock perform? Oh, I, I assume he's out there doing his thing. I can't, I can't call it. Okay. He's on tour. This okay. is and this is before the slap. So, I mean, hey, listen, the rocks, they're ready. Now, see, now they're in the, he, he must feel like they're in a position where now anybody that even look at them goofy, you know, they're ready to, they're they going to be on that pock energy again. On that, they're on the Eddie Murphy. A black yeah. man can't have a suitcase. Hey, hey, yeah, be careful with that, man. That's, that's a shame that it's got to it, it come to that, but. You know. It doesn't need to come to that. It doesn't actually, but if Chris Chris is willing to let it die, why oh, here, here I go again. Why can't we? Right. Why do we why do right. we got people like Sonny Hostin talking about what was she talking? I forget what she was talking about. Some woke bullshit. I can't remember what here she you said. Go. But uh it, it's a shame how wokeness has just become this whole beast when it actually used to mean something. Why can't we let the shit die? I mean, again. When you say we, what do you mean we? I mean black people. We're not letting it die? I just, Sonny Hostin and everybody, Kevin Samuels, that dude on, uh, what's his name? On um, YouTube that insults women. Some of them deserve it. But he insults women. I Uh, I, I don't, why can't, why, why can't we take a lesson from Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry? Oh, okay. I can tell you why. And just let, let the shit go. Sure. So the people stop talking about it. Well, yeah, I, I understand what you mean. I think the people you mentioned, this is content gold, which is why we're talking about it right now. <laughs> so I'm not mad at go ahead and get your clicks, get your ad revenue up, feed your family. <laughs> I'm all there. I'm doing the same thing. Pay your mortgage. I, yeah, I pay get your it. car. Trust notes. me. Denzel paid, so he ain't got to talk about it. You can sit at home and not do a goddamn thing. We got to eat. So, you know, it's just it's a difference between people coming out of the woodwork talking about I, this is the most hateful thing I've ever seen. I'm, you know, all of that can quit. You can quit it. But, you know, us, us talking about it in the culture, I mean, that's, you know, because I hopefully there are lessons being learned from this. This is a, this is a learn. This is a learning opportunity here, you know, because we saw what happened. Now we can reflect on what you should, shouldn't do. How do we move forward? So it's a learning thing. And it's not the end of the world for either one of these guys, man. I just not I just all. tired of seeing the black literati, the uh black uh intelligentsia talking. I read something uh this morning on my newsfeed. I can't remember who wrote it. Uh Will Smith slapping something like I'm paraphrasing. Will Smith slapping uh Chris Rock was not protecting black women. 
It was violence against black women. Why you had that? That's that's that kind of. It was that outrage. <laughs> what is that? Why you gotta put that spin on? Is that how they sound, Q? We can't hear you, sir. I said they want to be preachers, so I made it sound like oh, what that was I a imagined. preacher thing. Oh, okay. That was wow. that righteous indignation preacher. Yeah, thing. there you go. That, that's what. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I just got a high horse and I'm riding this bitch into town. Here you go. <sighs> Let's change. It was violence it. against oh. women. It wasn't protecting women. It was violence against women. And you sound like you got some issues. You want to get some off your chest? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired of the bullshit. Everybody, everybody <sighs> uh, became pop psychologists that were hired by Twitter. Apparently, uh, they went to Twitter University. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you study? Twitter. <laughs> oh, we got some of them in the Discord. Oh, 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 wait. Uh, wow. Oops. oops, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I went too. I went too far. Light him up, far. y'all. Light him up. I was too far. I was too far. I went too All far. right, well, we're gonna keep. We're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. I'm gonna change it up a little bit. Um, so we talked about awards. Oh, I'm gonna switch it up, man. I'm gonna talk about some movies, not in terms of their critiques but cool um and i didn't tell you this ahead of time because i kind of just came up with these before we started and so you know take your time but we're gonna go back to the 80s Uh and without putting too much thought onto it so you're just going to give me what sort of comes to mind what are like your top come first come to mind movies of the 80s oh that's easy for me okay Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Best sci-fi action movie ever made, as far as I'm concerned. And I'm a Star Trek fan. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. E.T. Poltergeist. Um, uh, 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 Superman 2, the, the movie. Mm. I, I can barely look at it now. <laughs> <laughs> but the movie that my parents asked me, what do you want to do when you grow up? When I was looking at college, I want to be a cinematographer. Had no fucking clue what that was at the time, hmm. <laughs> but I knew I wanted to be the I wanted to be the guy that made the at ats move in the snow. Hilarious! And I was I was riveted whenever you had anything behind the scenes, and you would see all these people take a picture, and then they would move the 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 land speeder a little bit. Taking out that that blew my head open. That's what I wanted to do. And then when I saw Christopher Reeve fly across the screen, I was like, yeah, okay, that's what I want to do when I grow up. Uh, All the sequels that come with those films that I told you about. So you're talking about Indiana Jones and the Mm -hmm. Temple of Doom. Even though the more I watch that, the worse it is. And uh, the uh, what was the last one? Um, The Last Crusade. Mm. All the star uh, Return of the Jedi. Man, that 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 you didn't even challenge me with that one. (laughs) <laughs> okay okay uh probably the same movies obviously i would uh, the star wars movies i would just give that one space um shit 80s movies that I, you know uh for oh, me you know, like I, die hard the original yeah one. okay all right die hard yeah um uh, purple rain it's 80s oh, man, you see, you make me feel ashamed now. Well, no, I just, <laughs> I, I've had a little time to think of this here as, as you were talking. 
and shit, I can't think of. I probably some, I'm forgetting something big, but it would be an action, probably an action movie like a something like a Terminator oh. or just just the the big the big strong man action movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? That genre. I got throw I'll throw Star Trek two into the mix there. Interesting. I was gonna watch that the other day. I haven't seen that in a long time. Wrath of Khan. Yeah, you know, and the fact is, is that it's still the best Star Trek film. But when you watch it, even at um, I'll be 56 this year. Uh, when I watched that film, even though that's the that's the style of filmmaking I grew up with. And Steven Spielberg is a at least the 80s. Steven Spielberg is a hero of mine. Mm hmm. But you watch these films now, and the pacing is almost like watching mm. Ice Melt. <laughs> Interesting. But we have that nostalgic love for it, so we can sit through that. You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you mean. I, I, I do feel that a movie like Empire Strikes Back does not have that, though. To I me, would I, agree 100%. Yeah. I would agree with you. That's why that movie, to me, if you... I hate to say this. I, don't, I hate to dis... I'm not dissing E.T., but I would say... If you had to, if you put a gun to my head and said, what was the penultimate 80s movie, summer movie, I'd have to say Empire Strikes Back. Mm. If I didn't have Empire, I'd say E.T., but I say Empire because it came off the heels of what, of a phenomenal global blockbuster, Star Wars, and to me, they upped the ante 1,000%, and at the end of that movie, I say it all the time, at the end of that movie, I was right before the credits came up and, and Luke is trying to get his Mac on with his own sister by putting his hand over his shoulder. And the da 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 I'm like, man, this is going to be a long-ass movie because we still got to get Han. <laughs> and them credits came up. I'm like, what the fuck? I was, I was hot. <laughs> but I saw that movie five more times in the theaters. Mm. Maybe because of that. And yeah, man, the 80s, don't tell me nothing about, come on, man. You can't say shit to me about movie making today, even though it's faster, visually more stunning with CGI, but you can't tell me shit about the 80s and crafting a character, crafting a storyline, getting that shit done within two hours, whereas today, these bullshit writers like, no, well, we're going to show them when they just learning to use their powers. Because we, we, yeah, we got to build on that. Fuck all that. They did all that in the 80s in an hour and a half. Learn from it. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. I would, well, uh, I think I gave my movies and we talked about that. I want to jump. We're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I do think, though, that some of the best movies were just before. For the '80s, okay, a lot of people would agree. With like you. I would, you know, like I just watched The Godfather the other day. I knew you were gonna say Godfather, and man, yep. <laughs> I was like, I forget how movies can be like. You know, watching it now, it feels like I'm watching a TV show because that's what it made me. I felt like I was watching a TV show because it was long, and you really got into the characters. And and the only time you really get that now are TV series. Mm -hmm. um, so I was I was amazed. Uh, the '90s. And and I'm gonna give my just real quick top of mind the '90s what it meant to me. Uh, I was gonna say do the right thing, but it didn't come out in the '90s. That was like '89, I think. Uh -huh. But menace to society. Yeah. Boys in the hood. Yeah. Friday. Yeah. 
um, that's the top of mind movies for me in the nineties. Like it, the movies became ultra serious. There was more, there were, this was the black cinema explosion and they were uh-huh. like black movies that dealt with death. Uh-huh. And you know, you every it felt like anytime you was gonna go see the movie and it was black men on there, you were waiting for them to die. And as to me, it's an interesting thing looking at those movies now. I just like God, we were in such a dark place. <laughs> but that was the predominant genre for a minute. There was oh, you know, Jason's lyric, all these sort of hood movies, and it was always some brother was gonna juice, somebody's gonna die or something. And I blew my mind. I remember that blew my mind the first it was Menace of Society. When I saw that the first time, I was gutted. I was like, oh, that was horrible. Like, oh, but it was so good. Um, but that's what I think of the 90s. What, what's your take? Well, <clears throat> Boys in the Hoods, one of my is still on my top ten list. Uh I went to see that in the in the in the movie theaters. Uh, and I was, a, I, after that movie, I was a John, I was John Singleton for life. Um, Ricky, I was a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand why they brought him home, put him on the couch. I, st- I mm. don't get that. But I remember years later, probably, well, not years, but 94, 93. When did that movie come out? 91? Probably 91, 92, I think 91. I remember I was dating a, a a woman who had a, a teenage son and ninety one, ninety one, and she saw that movie and she broke down crying and I started mm. crying too. <laughs> I'm afraid my son's going to end up like that and I was like, wow. Mm. Um, can't forget Goodfellas. That's Absolutely. on my top ten list. Absolutely, that's a classic, man. I can mm. almost quote that movie line mm-hmm. for line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, you. I, I agree. Uh, and I, 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 I say to about minister to society. To me, that and I've said this before. That's that's our good fellas. Mm-hmm. And I didn't appreciate it just like I didn't appreciate do the right thing when I first saw it. Because in minister to society, I mean, watching that film, I had a friend who was a. I w- he went to film school and he was all you know learned and studied about film and all that. And I told him that I didn't like Minister Society because the plot went all over the place and I was I went into that movie just wanting to know are they going to catch this guy because they got the videotape mm, mm-hmm. and so because that plot line did not resolve itself I hated the movie but I talked to this dude who was in who studied film and he told me Mike that's totally you totally missed the point the point is hopelessness wherever you turn is there any hope? Which is what creates a menace to society. And I, I went back and watched the movie again. I was like, God damn, this is a masterpiece. <laughs> and that was one of the times I, I have to get out of my head sometimes. I always, I think very linearly sometimes. I mean, back then I did. I, sometimes I do now too, I admit it. But I think very linearly. But once I realize it's a theme the videotape is just one aspect of a theme mm-hmm. about how these young kids are in a trap. And when I saw that, when I when he helped me see that, I was like, oh, shit, this movie's going on my list. 
Yeah, man, it it is a classic. Uh, and the other part of it, the Hughes brothers. Yeah, who's in it? Jada's in it too. J- Jada's in, <laughs> the Hughes brothers were damn near kids. They, I mean, I think they were in the early twenties. It if twenty. Right. Yeah. I mean, and their brother, they're literally brothers, twin brothers, and they was young, and this was their first movie. And they came out the gate head busting, and the actors killing it. And and uh, you know, it's just going back to my Academy Award thing. I don't think they even. I'm sure it was not nominated for nothing. It was just considered some hood movie or something. Well, I mean, to me, that that film is what should have, and I say should have, because I don't think he's ever received the due that he is owed. And I did meet him once. I'm flexing, but Lawrence Tate. Oh, he was the man. Yeah, that motherfucker. I love I love Denzel. I love Den- Denzel's the man, but Lawrence Tate is a shorter, younger version of Denzel Washington. There's no role I think that I would think that Lawrence Tate can't do. He I was that why guy. He's not they, a, why yeah. is he not a bigger star? I don't get. He that. got replaced with uh, Tay Diggs. That's my <laughs> man. Fuck Tate. What? <laughs> Remember, because it was. There was always that one brother that was popping, right? And then was Lawrence, when Lawrence, uh, excuse me, when Lorenz was popping, he did this, and then he came back with um, Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents. He had the, the other movie with Jada. Was that one? The Inkwell, Maddie Rich, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then oh. he had uh, the one where he played Frankie Valen or Frankie Lyman or something. Why do fools fall in love? That was like this last starring. Oh, and of course, I'm forgetting Love Jones. Yeah, he was doing his thing, man. And then I think I mean, when 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 uh, Stella got a groove came out. Oh, we got a. Uh, he looks an older. He looks more older than him. He's another brother. Then Lorenz was gone. He was pushing aside. That's a shame. But I, two 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 things I want to ask you. Uh, and we forgot about and this dude. What happened to him? Was it Maddie Rich that did? Uh, what was that movie? Strict. It was. Sh- Straight, Straight out, out of Brooklyn? Brooklyn or something like that, yeah. That was Brilliant a big deal film. when it came out, yeah. It was. It was shot on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that was the influence of Spike Lee. That's what I think a lot of people today don't understand. The younger people, I don't know if you understand, Spike Lee was that. He was what you probably think Tyler Perry in terms of like, you know, he's big and his influence. But Spike Lee was that. But Spike Lee was dropping bangers, like real Oh yeah, cinema movies. <laughs> but he was that everybody wanted to be like Spike. Shit, John Singleton's influenced by Spike Lee. You know, when I, he first I came out, black he, filmmakers they, I mean, to the point where they wanted to look like Spike Lee would dress like there was a certain style. Remember that? Am I crazy yeah. to say that there was a style yeah. of dress? Like, oh, you on your Spike Lee shit? Like that nigga? That's he was the dude. You had your Yankees cap and your jersey. Yeah. And your shorts and your and your I don't know the, 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 what are they high top what were they high tops I don't know uh, yeah or something or yeah that was just Spike um, Lee but um no um that was another film uh, Maddie Rich he I guess he, do, he you mentioned another film that he did direct what which one was that the Inkwell Inkwell so let me ask you this so you talked about like the beginning of the nineties decade it was all gangster movies and you people were gonna die in but at some point, it did change. We had uh, Love and Basketball, Inkwell, Love Jones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was that movie I saw with a friend of mine? <laughs> it's 
Boomerang was, it, oh, was at this time too. I think Boomerang sort of ushers in a lot of uh, that. the best man. Mm-hmm. What, I'm trying to remember what 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 time in the '90s did that turn around? Was it like? I can look it up. I mean, late I think 90s, I want to say Boomerang was the first of that genre. If I could be wrong, Boomerang was in '92, and that was wow. okay. That was the, from from what I can remember. You know what it was? It was Boomerang, and I think it came out at the same time. It was the one with Haley Berry and Tommy Davidson. What was that movie called? She's oh, uh, I don't know. I, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it. That plays into that same. You know what it is? It's the '90s New Jack Swing hip hop. It, it was Martin. It, it, was, was, it was Martin. What Martin becomes? Was, yeah, it was that genre yeah. of regular black folks, not thugs. But it was like right. modern black people. It could have some comedy in it, romantic. And we saw them kind of as regular people, almost an extension in some ways, I would imagine, too. I could have my dates mixed up of sort of what the Cosby show, Different World, sort of brought in a little bit. I could see Different World. Cosby you know I mean? was kind of still in the 80s. Well, I'm, I'm saying in terms of it showing just regular. They're not in yeah, the ghetto. Yeah. You know, right. we can be balling. We can have nice things. And I remember when I, I remember that's why I used to love Boomerang because it was like, man, look at us. We in the corporate world. Cats, you know, Eddie was sharp. Oh, his haircut was tight. The clothes was tight. The women was beautiful. They had, you know what I mean? I was like, I like this. I like how we look in this. You know, I, I, I want to go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spike Lee was probably, I, I would say he was a singular influence. And it makes me feel... <laughs> Maybe you disagree. It makes me feel bad for Robert Townsend. Because Robert Townsend, from what I remember, he was really the first with Hollywood Shuffle. Would you agree? Was that before? Was that before Spikes do the right thing? I mean, I uh, I remember the first time hearing about a film by a black independent auteur getting into theaters was Hollywood Shuffle, Robert Townsend. And Spike Lee came along and just said, Give me that. I feel like it's the other way, but you could be right. Really? I'm going to look it up. Hollywood okay. Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle, okay, 1987. And she's got to have it. When did that come oh, out? She's got, oh, you might be right. That was 86, wasn't it? Uh, damn, was it that early? I remember she, being in college and watching that at the Black Student Union. So that would have been, I was in college from 84 to 88. She's got to have Why can't I find She's got to have I'm pretty sure it was 86. She's got to have it. Why can't I? I see the TV series. What about the movie? Uh, I, I forgot that was a TV show, to be honest. Oh, you're right. Yeah, 86. So, yeah, She's Got to Have It was first. Okay, my bad. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I kind of got, because I remember it was like, okay, again, Spike started the whole thing. Oh, you can make a movie with credit cards and hustling. And that's what I think Robert Townsend did. It was like, okay, I'm the next, I'm doing the next one. Man, that movie was a headbuster of comedy. Yeah, it was. Ah, man, that was the first movie I ever saw where I lost it at the theater. I just, I couldn't stop laughing. I was crying and shit. Oh, man. Who was the dude that was in that that just passed away recently? Um, Recently. I never remember his name. You got to coordinate that. that, Oh, John Witherspoon. Yes, yes. He was in that? In Hollywood Shuffle? Yeah, he was on the top of Whole whole Cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he was Whole Cake. (laughs) That's right. He was. I gotta watch that movie again. Me too. God, Me too. That was, Jerry, well, yeah, Jerry Curl. Oh man, that was 
Yeah, that was the original Living Color and all that shit. But it was a movie. Oh, so hilarious. It was work at the post office. Man, I used to, I used, that was a classic, that was an instant classic movie. I used to have that movie, I would record audio samples on cassette tapes. And I would prank, yeah, I, you did that shit too. But, but see, I would prank call my own job, and when they would oh, answer the Lord. phone, I play it. <laughs> Where the whole case, Michael? We know that's you. <laughs> oh, hang the phone, let me think. <laughs> Stupid shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. And man. remember when Malcolm X came out? All you, all you, that was. That was marketing brilliance. All you saw was X, X on caps, on shirts, mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was a big controversy against Spike Lee, if I'm not mistaken, about, you know, monetizing Malcolm X's iconography, if you will, or whatever the word is. Hmm. But, yeah, that's uh, another 90s movie that was, you know, that was like a flag pointed. Okay, that was a moment in time. Like, man, that's a classic instant classic to me as well i'll never forget when i saw that film i was working in south bend indiana (laughs) and four of my white co-workers wanted to go see that and invited me to come i'm like okay Hmm. this is strange but they wanted to see it and i did too and none of them asked me any questions can you believe that they probably knew more about it than you did. Oh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like a lot of times, <laughs> white cats would be all educated on this stuff, man. They know. Yeah, yeah I was the only black dude in Fruitvale Station. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, the '90s, you know, and again, there was, you know, if I think about it, the other Headbuster movie, and there was many, uh, you know, The Matrix. Was that nine? That was ninety nine. I want to say yeah. eighty, ninety eight, ninety nine. But that was, yeah. Well, nobody was ready for that. We no one saw that coming, and it was an instant classic. It was same year that the first prequel, Star Wars prequel, came out. Really? I'm pretty sure Phantom Menace came out in ninety nine. Wow, I think you're right. Yeah. Wow. Woo! I remember. I remember because I got late. I lost my job after moving across the country. To, to, to New Jersey, I'm like, damn. Let me, let me, let me put the razor blades down and go see the Star Wars. <laughs> and then when I came back home, yeah, let me pick up the razor blades after seeing that wow. bullshit. <laughs> it wasn't Jar Jar. Oh man, I'm gonna be like Jar Jar. <laughs> I'm gonna be like Jar Jar. <sighs> I heard that brother can't. Uh, he he can't find a good job, and he gets harassed everywhere he goes. Yeah, I'm not even gonna clown that cat. I think he was he was dealing with some. It was a traumatic experience for him, man. Unfortunately, same with yeah. uh, Jake Lloyd, man. God, I feel bad when I'm just thinking about that dude, man. He didn't have a hell of a life. Yeah, uh, you know, just dealing with that. I was. That's why I was. I, I hope. Man, I'm sure he got paid what he was. Man, I almost felt like George or somebody's like, you know what, man? I'm gonna ruin that kid's life, man. Make sure yeah. his family's good, man. You know. But anyway, um, so yeah, the '90s. I know we left a lot of movies out. Absolutely, two uh, thousands. Does anything even come to mind for you? This to me is when. Well, actually, 
I'm sure if I sat down and thought about it, I have another answer. But to me, the downturn in movie making began with those Star Wars prequels. Wow. Uh, and I'd say that I'm just saying that viscerally. I'm not thinking. I'm. That's what comes to mind when I think about at some point. I began to realize that I'm not I'm just not getting what I used to get from the 80s and 90s in movies. I'm getting what I felt feel to be short shrifted characters, plot points that just want to get from A to B to C, whether it makes sense or not. And you can see the wheels grinding in these scripts. I And I, to me, it's just not the same anymore. It's just I. I, I don't know. I, movie making. You can tell it's a younger crop of people up in there in Hollywood. But hasn't just, always been a younger. I mean, George Lucas and Spielberg were the were the younger guys. Right. Okay. Good point. So I'm. I get. I don't know what it is, and but the influences we have now, like okay, one one example, we got CGI now. Mm-hmm. People that use CGI to cover their fucked up scripts. We don't have no development here, but you know, throw some explosions. And some character monsters on the screen that, that the computer can make. And we got a movie. That That's one aspect of movie making that I think has ruined it. Uh, special effects, CGI. Just one aspect. Okay. I don't know, 2000s, I'm kind of just looking over some lists here. I think, you know, there's movies like Gladiator. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, uh, I can't think of, but I, I, there's no. nothing off the top. It's nothing off the top of my head though that jumps out like like the '80s movies did. Well, because we were in our youth, I imagine at that time too. That's true. I, I think there's so many more movies that dropped. You know, during uh-huh. this period, it's kind of hard to. Oh, uh, Sixth Sense. When did that come out? I'm sure that was in that. I don't know, but I, that sounds like that's in that time frame. Two thousand. Uh, Unbreakable. That's yeah. That was Shyamalan. Yeah, he, he kind of kicked off the the, uh, the decade, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I've never seen this movie, but it was a big deal when it came out. Brokeback Mountain. Oh uh, wait, wait a minute. Hold up. Now, nineteen ninety nine. Kirkman was it nineteen ninety nine two thousand one? Um, that's when we saw the 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 golden age of the superhero movie with Spider Man. And an X Men. You know, I, I I didn't really like those movies. I liked the I, the characters on the screen, but I was never never a big fan of those. I you know what I I feel the same way. I didn't like Tobey Maguire Spider Man, but X Men. It was just thrilling to see these characters right. a team. And but, but then when you saw them all in black leather suits, I was like, okay, this is not right, right. You know, and then and Halle Berry a storm. That's my girl. But no, you guys don't. <laughs> you guys don't care about this property. And the story was just I, I, me personally. I don't know what the big deal is with Brian Singer as a director. I saw Usual Suspects. I remember liking it, but outside of that, I just I never liked his X Men direction at all. Yeah, you know, the thing, I guess, with the X-Men, I would say, I mean, it was the only kind of, aside from Spider-Man, but it felt like 
it acknowledged the comic books a little more than the superhero movies we had before it, at least a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you think they, so? And just in terms of the audacity to even make the X-Men into a movie was just like, you know what I mean? So the thrill of seeing it and at least on certain levels, the only thing I would say they kind of did get right with that era of superhero movies was Wolverine. Like uh-huh. the claws were right. <laughs> and yeah. the, and the Hugh Jackman was, you know, he did his thing for what he was doing. I wish he had the suit on. I feel like if they made it now, yeah, it'd probably damn near be the comic. But for back then, it was the closest thing we had to like, man, he's badass. You know, looks badass. The rest of the movie is shit or cheap. You know what I mean? 90s schluck, schlock. Uh-huh. But yeah, he was cool. Uh, but the rest of the movie was just like goofy. And, and like you, I was like, I think once Marvel started kicking in, the best X-Men movie to me comes after the, the Avengers, and that was Days of Future Past. Then I felt like, okay, this is this is the best they got in terms to me in terms of the X-Men movies. I felt like that was like I still watch that one sometimes. I don't I barely remember it to be honest. To me, for me, it was X-Men first class. I used to love it, but I can't watch it anymore. Really? We gotta go back though, Mike. 1989. I, I mentioned Spider-Man. I don't think this movie was the resurgence of superhero movies. Or not resurgence, but the dawn of superhero movies. But uh, Batman in 89 partnered with Prince. That was a headbuster. It was. I, I didn't like the movie really, but it was a headbuster. I agree. Oh, you didn't like it? I wanted to so much. I mean, I liked, I just, I loved the idea. And I was like, there is Batman, but I didn't like the execution of it. It just too jokey to me or something. I, Tim Burton. I, I can see. So you probably didn't like the second one either. I like the look of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the look of it was great, but it just, it just, it, you know, just like the comic book person. I was like, ah, this ain't it. I just don't think Tim Burton was the right guy for Batman. I mean, he's not. But again, back then, we didn't have shit. True. So I loved yeah. it. Right. No, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm right there with you. I opened night, bought the movie on VHS, watched it over and over. But. I can't watch it now after seeing, you know, uh, Nolan's version or Zack stuff. I, there's no way I can watch those early Batman movies now. I can. I think the first one is better than the second one in terms of it does kind of establish the the tone of the dark of uh, Frank Miller's mm-hmm. Dark Knight Returns mm-hmm. because it is kind of dark. Uh, Jack Nicholson. If you didn't have that Joker in there, it would I think it would have been not as good a movie. But it, it's it, a Joker it is, movie, actually. Yeah. Think about it. But it does have um looking at it now, you see all the corniness of it. Mm-hmm. I saw that, but see, I saw that back then. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> but I mean it's a classic. I don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on it. Like that was an absolute classic. You know. You talk about everybody wearing Malcolm X, where everybody had that Batman symbol was that's right. I don't know if you remember, they were stealing the posters. Remember that? Like no, they would put the posters that. out in the bus things around the country and people were stealing the posters. It wouldn't <laughs> surprise me. Yeah, it was crazy. And um, yeah, so, you know, 2000 movies. You definitely start to see the, the franchises going on hard. You know, like heavy franchising. You know, we forgot another film from the 90s that changed the game too. What's that? Jurassic Park. Yeah, absolutely. 1993. Yeah, CGI came came strong. Mm -hmm. Classic movie. 
absolutely. Another Spielberg head bus. Yeah, man. See, there's some movies that, and I would count Jurassic Park as, like I said, Superman two. It gave me a love of filmmaking. I have to say, Jurassic Park did that too. Uh, Goodfellas did that. I got another film I'm going to recommend to you. It's an '80s film, Raging Bull. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, have you seen that? Long time ago. Okay. Is that? Uh, I get the directors mixed up. Scorsese. Okay. Yeah. That's the only. That's the only Oscar. That Robert De Niro won for playing that role. Interesting. Yeah, man. I, I those are kind of movies I want. I want to um, when my son gets up here. We're gonna watch one of those. Either that Taxi Driver, or Raging Bull, or possibly I don't think he's ever seen The Godfather. Godfather Two. You gonna let your son watch? Ta- How old is your son now? Oh, he's six. He's fifteen. Uh, he'll be fifteen. He can handle it. Because there's that scene with uh, I think it's Scorsese. Uh, in Taxi Driver, he's in the back of a cab. And he's I don't spying, remember anything about it. He's spying on his wife who's having an affair, I think, with a black man. Hmm. He, he lets the N-word fly, if I oh, remember okay. correctly. Oh, that, yeah, it's all good. But yeah, those are movies, man. <laughs> but but if we look at today, not, I'm, unless you want to stay... I, I'm, oh, no, I'm go, ahead. Jump to, yeah, go ahead. If we look at today, I got to say... The movies I've seen, I'm going to say since 2010, I'm going to say, the biggest headbusters, I believe, have been Korean films. Like what? Train to Busan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, actually, you know, Squid Game was not a film. That was a, that was a series. Um, I still got to finish that. that. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> You haven't. That's I've a probably only turner. seen like two and a half episodes. Okay, so yeah, you got to get deeper into yeah. it, man. Okay. Yeah. Um, There's just so much, man. I forget. I was watching I it and I jump in something. Then we have Bird Box that blew the lid off of what could, what Netflix could do. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, and that was the film. I mean, I'm speaking in generalities. Anyone could probably prove me wrong, but I want to say that was a film that brought some of these big actors back down to earth saying, hey, shit, let's get on Netflix. Let's get on mm-hmm. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Stream, streaming. <laughs> well, that's, shit, that's where the money's at. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> it's like, oh, you mean I'm going to get this kind of check and it don't matter if she, she sign me up before you go, go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, the, the thing is, when I think of movies of today, and I can't help be affected because of COVID. And I, I forget some of the movies I have seen because I haven't seen them at the movies. I've seen them at home. But I think the most dynamic things I actually feel like TV is sort of overshadowed. Oh, no doubt. The movies and the, the great stories and acting, you know. The movies now to me are just mainly, mainly popcorn extravaganzas are the only things we sort of kind of, at least I kind of remember. I remember, yeah, Batman, uh, a Marvel movie or some DC movie. Um, other than that, I can't even hardly remember. You know what, I actually, we talked about, I asked about this last night in the Discord. I watched Moonfall last night. I went and bought this movie. Really? 
Really? You paid nineteen ninety nine. I paid $19.99. I took the hit because I wanted to watch something. I said, man, I just want to watch something new. So Why I, do fools fall in love? <laughs> <laughs> I watch it so you don't have to. I, 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 and I knew what to expect, right? This is on some Independence Day, the world of the end of the world tomorrow, whatever that movie was called. You know, so I knew it was going to be goofy, all these characters and over the top. And it was. It was dumb as hell. Some parts of, I, I will say this, it was a bad movie. But I enjoyed the large swing by was it Roland Emmerich I think I I appreciate he has the balls I don't know how he gets funding for these movies but but he just has these super ridiculous science fiction stuff that would just be dumb and corny and just stupid but but he's allowed to make it anyway and some so a part of me enjoys watching it because it's so over the top and stupid but it's good special effects. He does. Uh, I don't know if he had anything to do with that movie Battleship. But uh, uh, ba- Battleship is the template, or was when it's done right. That big, loud, corny popcorn movie is Battleship, and I was hoping that Moonfall would be that. Unfortunately, it it doesn't meet. You know, it doesn't rise to the occasion like that. But that's that's what kind of movie it's trying to be. And I enjoy Battleship because it is dumb and fun. Uh, but Moonfall was not. I, I I thought I was the only one on Earth that liked Battleship. <laughs> no, I remember we did a review on that. And we, we talked about the brother with the, the leg. Yeah. And like, then there's heroes and all this. And, yeah. and that was the first time I said, Rihanna actually can act. Hilarious. <laughs> But speaking of streaming, um, here's a topic. Did you see Moon Knight? I haven't watched it yet. I don't even have a strong desire to watch it. Wow. Okay. Just after so many, in my opinion, sort of luckluster, luckluster Marvel shows, I, I'm not in no rush to watch it. Let it. Maybe let a couple of episodes pile up first. But, well, have you seen it? I did. What would you think? Well, first, I remember that character, which it seemed like oh, it came out. That character came out in the seventies, but I, I remember getting the first comic book and not being that big a fan. I tried to follow it. Um, so going in, I, I wasn't that familiar with the character, other than when I was a kid and bought that first comic book. Um, Oscar Isaac's another example of a, I would say, an A-lister. Who is doing H, uh, 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 a show that's being streamed on Disney Plus? He he's a good actor. His British accent seemed a little off to me, but um, I don't know. I was a little underwhelmed. There's one scene in the film. It's an interesting premise, and I'll be honest. I don't remember any of this from the book because again, I was younger, right? But I guess the main character is uh, he suffers from. Uh, dissociative personality disorder or something like that, where he has multiple personalities. He, he wakes up and finds out, see, he, he's almost like Bruce Banner. He wakes up and like, how the hell did I get here? Mm. He goes to bed and he puts tape on the, along the doors to make sure he didn't open the door in the middle of the night. He uh, chains himself to his bed so he can't get out of the bed and puts sand around the bed. Um, and one of his personalities is a mercenary 
called, I guess, uh, Moon Knight. Um, and there's a one scene as a chase scene where he's driving a bus in some foreign country. That scene was dope. But the rest of it, I just feel like it, it, it's we didn't get to see Moon Knight until the last few frames of the show of the first episode. Oh, really? And I was like, this is corny. Um, so I was a little underwhelmed, but I'm, I'm going to keep watching it because Oscar Isaac is good in it. And uh, I just want to learn more about the character. What He's supposed to be uh, Marvel's Batman analog. Interesting. Um, and when we see him on screen, he's for the few seconds we see him, he's beating the shit out of somebody. <laughs> um, but other than that, yeah, it was a little underwhelming, but I'm, I'm going to keep I'm going to check it out. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. It's just not must see for me at the particular moment. I applaud them giving a character like that. I don't know anything about I know nothing about this character. I've heard of him before. But he seems such a like the last character I would ever pick to do something, but I respect that man. They're they're like shit. We can put out whatever. So, you know. And it got like you said, it got top talent playing in it, so hopefully it's good. Well, they can put out whatever. That don't mean it's going to be good because you see what's happening with Morbius. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen it, but I'm seeing what people are saying. And they're saying this is the biggest piece of shit Marvel has ever put out. And, they, and Marvel put out Thor The Dark World. Okay? Mm. Well, this is and a Sony, saying this is Sony the worst. movie too, right? Sony. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sony Marvel. But doesn't it? Marvel has a, Marvel has a connection to it, right? Because so. there, there are, um, I'm sure everybody knows about it by now, but there's, I'm not going to spoil it. There's a in credit scene that ties this to Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, we, in the trailer, they show you, uh, Michael Keaton. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. All right. Which I hear is actually just in the post credit scenes. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's not in the movie, but. They, you know, they, they, everything got to be tied together. I don't know if that's sometimes not a good thing, but that's where we're at. Yeah. So, all right. Um, I think that was all I had on the movie thing. Uh, oh, I know I was going to ask you, and I mentioned this in the last show. Are you watching uh, uh, Atlanta? Have you seen that? Yes. One? Yes. Have you uh, seen all three I of the new episodes? I haven't seen the third one, but I saw the first two. The f- the first one was like, you just want to, you want to throttle a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't get out of here with what, putting raw chicken in the microwave, is that what that was? <sighs> Disgusting. And the one brunette haired woman that had an attitude and all this. See, that's, that's that wokeness. They have kids oh, starving boy, and shit. Here you go. I said it. That's not well, that ain't no wokest. That ain't woke nothing. That's some sick shit. They ain't nothing. They ain't nothing woke about that. Go ahead and sing a song while you work. It'll go faster. Well, not that song. Sing something like, you know, we're working on the rail. <laughs> what would she say? <laughs> Man, listen. That's how they be, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you said those are my fellow Democrats. You said hey, those are my fellow Democrats. Say, I didn't say that. <laughs> 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 I hit dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. 
you say that that's the modern day uh different strokes right there that's how mr willis what was his name or <laughs> mr drummond mr drummond <laughs> Sing a song, Arnold. It'll make the chores go. Why don't you fast. sing that one? Come on, the baby, yell out my nanya. Oh God, goodness! What's that smell? That's kombucha, huh? Wow. <laughs> Let me just say yeah, this man. before you go on. Yeah, I gotta give four props to Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. That dude is one of the top artists period in the game right now to me this show is freaking brilliant man he's pushing buttons he'd be on some taboo shit he'd be some real he's real clever it's real biting commentary the acting beyond point I, i have to salute the dude man like he really is about that shit and he's doing some phenomenal stuff man i this show is great and it makes me uncomfortable sometimes, but it's not because it's whack because it's just like, God, I can't believe I'm watching this or is this what he's alluding to or what the hell is he doing? So yeah, he's, he's on all cylinders, man. I think he's I, the top, top, one of the top creators right now, period. I don't understand why it would be, well, the name of the show is Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Having said all that, and I agree with everything he said, but damn. I mean, the show's called Atlanta. They should change the name of the show. You got shit to do with Atlanta. They should call us Other Level or something. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, um, the, uh, and I, I put on Discord on the second episode where they go to, what, are they in Amsterdam, I guess? Something like that, yeah. And you was like, they climbed, they climbed the Tupac, right? And uh, I wanted to say to you, um, in, in case they don't, you know, we're talking about a scene where I don't think this is spoiling it, but because it's been on for a week now, where they, uh, uh, Zazie beat what's her name, Van Vanessa, and Lakeith Stansfield. I can't remember the character's name. He's high as hell, and they go to uh, a funeral ceremony where they actually suffocate a guy who's dying. And you said that you thought that they were actually that they were saying that that was Tupac. Well, they do say that. Well. I don't remember that. I remember Lakeith saying he thought it was Tupac, but he was high. I thought he was just talking shit. That it no, wasn't because remember too, they played a, his music <laughs> at the funeral right before they killed him. I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, they played one of the songs off the last album. It was Hail Mary, if I'm not mistaken. But they played his. And he looked like. I mean, they made him look like Pac. He had the all the characteristic stuff. So it, that was him. Why? So okay. So, assuming you're correct, why? <laughs> why what? Why? Why do? Why put that into a storyline? Oh, that's again. That's what I was asking. That, but that's the that's what I'm saying. Donald Glover, man, he's pushing a lot of pushing buttons, and he makes you question shit because I don't understand what that meant. But I'm sure they did have some meaning. Yeah. Wait a minute. Isn't this? Wait a minute. Didn't they do an episode where they had a black dude playing Justin Bieber? I can't remember. I'm yeah, I remember he. They had it was one. I think it was first the first season. There was a black actor playing the singer Justin Bieber. I remember that. So yeah, okay. Anything goes in his world. <laughs> and then there was, and then he had a um, 
I think that was the same episode where someone gets hit by an invisible car. Vaguely you don't remember. remember. Vaguely you don't remember, remember that? Vaguely. I do kind of remember that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, so sometimes I'm just, I don't know what he's trying to tell me. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> like when he hit, when it, the last season, they had a, they had a scene where they were, uh, Paperboy and him were on a tour and they got stuck in the woods and they ran up on a frat house and the, a white frat house and the, the guy who was pledging some of the pledges, he had him standing naked in front of him, making them dance and shit. Hmm. Damn, did you see the show, Mike? I don't. I, it's hard for me to remember shit. From, you know, I've seen so much now. It's like, forget it. But Okay. But yeah, man, it's a, it's a, it's a good show. Um, the last episode was very interesting as well. I'm trying to understand why they're overseas. I guess, well, they said they're on tour, but it's yeah, it's a it's a that was show. some funny shit. I think Donald Glover was was uh, dissing white folks again when uh, your man um, when Donald he told what's his character's name Earl Earn Earn mm-hmm. Earn yeah we can't do the show because of the Schwartz of Pete bullshit and he's like what are you saying what are you saying to me you can't do the show <laughs> and then my man the white dude that was all calm and shit he he. he <laughs> He, he, he's had enough and he starts chasing Donald and he can't find him and he grabs a black face dude white black face dude and says you, you're good enough you look just like him and starts beating the shit out of him <laughs> wait like, till you wow. see the new <laughs> oh really <laughs> he's he's very it's not even low, he's low key but he's very slick what he's doing and you're right he is he do be dissing uh, you know what he is to me he is Basically, the boondocks. Okay, but it's just did and it's done a different way. But it's the same, t- same real slick biting it. tone. It's the same yeah. thing, you know. Yeah, I don't know if you was able to do that type of show back in, back in the day. Uh, I, I, I don't know if you'd be able to get away with some of the shit they're doing. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, shit. That's all that I had, actually. Unless you got something you want to bring up? No, I think I'm. I think you covered it all. Well, all right then, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you uh, enjoyed this conversation with Q. How about it's called conversations with Q? The one you love to hate. <laughs> oh Lord. Conversations with Q. Just another. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you ain't shit. <laughs> well, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we have a, Mike, oh, Mike Dean ahead. be like, Michael Dean be like, Q, we got another one next year. Huh? We replace you. I could easily be replaced. Oh, we get another, I, see, I'm not, oh, I'm not using that word. I'm not using that word. Gotcha. <laughs> At least not in public. <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Have a good day, afternoon, morning, night, whatever it is. Work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.